Good morning, good evening, good night, wherever or whoever you may be. I am Al Narante, and this is the second edition of The Social Hour, a recluse podcast series. In this conversation, I talk to the Dark Matter Collective. They are community organizers who aim to raise awareness on the social issues of today, issues related to black people and other people of color, issues that negatively affect various intersectional groups. I had the privilege of speaking to Nicolette, Diamond, and Sarah. We talk about their desire to remain anonymous at the early stages of this organization, the meaning and power of physically protesting in the streets, the principles that guide this group, and the role that social media is playing in this movement. The audio for the first half of the conversation is a little bit fuzzy. There are a few crackles during the conversation, but it does improve towards the middle. So with great honor and pleasure, I present to you a portrait of the Dark Matter Collective. really label it as black, you know, because we're, we're more than black, you know, half of us, Diamond, she's part Latina, I'm Asian, and Sarah, she was raised by so many, you know, different people, and who had like a big influence on her life. So we're more than just black. So we didn't want to just go straight black matters. We just kind of twisted it to dark matter collective. And that's what we went on as a professional name that would have longevity to it. So, um, it's just something we kind of created for our group and it's not really one meaning to it. You know, it's kind of hard to explain. <laughs> no, no, that, that was perfect. No. Um, yeah, that, <laughs> that, that made perfect sense. Um, let's see. So Sarah, you're a part of this group. What, what are some of the guiding principles behind this collective? What are some of the, the things that this group stands for? Ooh, we stand for a lot. <laughs> we don't yes, have to sit down. Yes. We stand for um, equality, for sure. We want everyone to be equal. We were all raised um, around all walks of life. We believe in love first. Um, we are here to show that, you know, yes, sometimes violence feels good, but it really isn't the answer. We're not going to get anywhere from it. They're not going to listen to us. Um, and promoting unity, like how... Um, Nicolette was saying, like, this is a collective, like everything we do, we do it together, but not even like just here in the work that we do, like with events and stuff like that, but like our community, like we're, we're one. So we Definitely. need to show that and we need to feel that. And we want everyone else to feel that comfortable and kind of feel safe and to just to know that Dark Matter Collective, you know, we're here for all people, but we we're listening. Like we're always listening our ears to the community. Like it's, it's never turned away. Our never, our back is never turned and we promote only love. Like we were raised with love. We know how to love and we are ready to teach love and educate love and, you know, get rid of all this haze. So yes, 100%. And so Diamond, what do you hope, what do you think this organization can achieve by doing what it's doing, Diamond? So we've heard some of the the principles that guide this collective. What, what are we hoping to achieve? So we are really focused right now on our own community, which is Ventura County. Um, we look to like change things within our own city first in our own county because we have uh, alone like a lot of problems, you know, like as far as race, race things go, you know, um, 
we have a lot of different demographics, um, a lot of different areas that, you know, for us aren't so safe. And what I hope to achieve with that is places that we can go to where we can be safe, you know, like where we can feel welcomed, where we can feel like we are a collective community and we are all in it together. So basically, I think our goal is right now just to focus on our main community, what we have going on and try to try to change the small and make it larger. Like backpacking off of a diamond saying like, it's easier. It's a trend to just, you know, oh, you know, black lives matter, you know, people of color matter, you know, stop police brutality. And it's like, okay, you know, you say that and you want it for everyone, but they always say it starts at home. And if we don't change the streets that we walk on every day, right. how do we expect the world to sit back and be like, you know, this is wrong. So I, yeah, I just feel like we all agree. Like we just need, we need the community with us in this in order for us to really make a change. Because once they see Ventura County comes together, which we already have, we've done beautifully. But once they see we, we're, we're really about what we're saying, we really want change. I feel like it's kind of like a, domino effect like how could everyone else not want to be like this not want to improve not want to get better not want to right. be better feel better feel safe like yeah change within our own like like community first like that's that's our main focus because that's mm. where we live that's where we're from you know so i i want to see that in our community first and then once that happens we know we can change the world yeah and and so in terms of um, what, you know, this whole thing, obviously, it's been a movement uh, for a long time. And and this country is rooted, of course, in the the mistreatment of, of black people in general and people of color. Um, what was so significant about the recent event of George Floyd being killed out in the streets and videotaped? What, what was so significant about that that created protests all over the world? Honestly, it's it was nothing new. It, yeah, it wasn't um, like I I don't like that everyone's saying like why did George Floyd make mm, everyone wake up? But it's mm. it's not the fact that it was him. It's the fact that it's another African American, another black body down. We've gotten so numb. We've gotten so used to sitting here and being like, eh, it's just another one. Eh, it could be me. Mm. To where we just I feel like as a collective, everybody woke up and we're like, we can't do this anymore. We don't stop it we're we're a part of the problem and i i don't i really i couldn't tell you that's like when we all got together we all had that same feeling we all had that same mindset we all knew at the end of the day we didn't care what happened we want to change and we needed it now we can't wait till tomorrow we don't want to wait till next week i'm wondering um suppose the uh, four police officers were who uh, killed george floyd suppose they were charged and tried and prosecuted immediately do you think that would have had a difference on the the social impact uh social impact would that have changed anything yes and no yeah um yes because it would have been a start to something that we feel like could change you know like if if it happened with one person then that's there's hope for another another person to get justice Mm. um but no, because there are people in the past who have had these exact problems and, and there was no justice for them. You know, so it's kind of it's kind of like caught, we're caught in the middle. Like, we, of course, we want change. We want to see different. So, yeah, that would make that would make all the difference. You know what? In like today's in today's world, it would make all the difference, you know, but 
I feel like for the past, it doesn't it doesn't make up for the past. That makes sense. Mm. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I, I love the point that you made about that. Um, that was made about. It's been going on for a long time. It's not just that George Floyd is killed and that it started this movement, but that it's been going on for a long time. And enough is enough. Um, it, it seems like the it, it's just so big right now. Is there any fear or worry or concern that people are just hopping on this as a trend? Is there any fear? Always. But I don't take it as fear. I mean, people are always going to try to find the next trend. They're always going to hop on the next trend. They're always going to do what everybody else is doing, that's okay. I mean, that's just, that's what it is. But we're like, I'm not, I feel like that's like the least thing we need to be worried about. Like we can't sit here and try to educate everyone and get everyone on our side. And then mm. when people are, whether they're faking it or not, or saying they're on our side, we want to shoot them down and say, you know, oh, but you're just doing it because everyone else is doing it. Cause it's like, then when do they win? Like, but I just feel like if it's something that really matters to you, if this isn't a trend, you will be educating yourself in every way possible. You won't just be mm. hitting up your one black friend and asking them a million questions, harassing them about how it feels being black and how you're so sorry that and you feel so happy that they're so strong. When we're not strong, we're just humans. We don't want this the way anybody else wouldn't want it. Like, it doesn't matter if you're white, yellow, green, blue. You wouldn't want this happening to your people. It's It it's, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. Or you wouldn't, I mean, I would think you wouldn't want to see that happening to another human being. And so, I also think a lot of people are miseducated, even though that they are fighting for what they believe, what they think Black Lives Matter movement is. I don't think mm-hmm. they really know what Black Lives Matter movement really is. Or how much it really has an impact on everyone's everyone's everyday life. And like, that's the funny thing is seeing everybody wake up like, wow, I never noticed how much the Black community influenced. And it's like, yes, from the moment you wake up, Almost everything you do from the music you listen to, from the clothes you wear, from the way you do your hair, from the way you like, it's everything, everything from the, sometimes the way you do your makeup, the, how you wear your clothes. Like it's, it's all influenced from the black community. Like you, I don't know. How could you take something? How could you take something that you want from that, from that demographic and not, not love them? Exactly. Mm. Like, how you use that not, a, use not that? admire them or, or, you know, mm-hmm. acknowledge them. Definitely. How, how does the music industry play in all of this? Do you think that they just simply take advantage of a uh, black culture? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Since, absolutely. Since it's the easiest for them to take. Rock, since we created all of that, they've always taken advantage. Sure. Yeah. It, I, I think uh, Justin Bieber had come out, you know, out of all people. He, and he sort of, uh, I don't know what you would say. I don't know if you would call it an apology, but just made a reference to that. Uh, about how he's benefited from the the popularity, I guess you could call it, of of black culture or or the rap uh, industry, whatever you want to call it. Um, is that a good start for say people like Justin Bieber, other white folks who just simply start being aware of this when they yes. weren't aware before? Once you once you're aware, once you apply it to your everyday life, once you you know wake up and you can't push it away, that's that's. it's a a little bit of change but it's a change that's showing that it made a difference because you know compared to it you were just ignoring it you didn't care you didn't want to know more you didn't want to know how it affected you personally you did just you just knew you weren't racist and you you don't let racist stuff happen in front of you but it's like that's not it's so much more than that like it's so much more than that in in terms you some one of you had mentioned about 
how you're not thinking about what people's motives are for when they show up to these uh, big events that are going on, the protests and the rallies. Mm-hmm. Um, is there just, I mean, is it just a useless activity for you to do to worry about why yeah. somebody is there? Yeah. What do you think? I think because we're so focused on educating that we don't, we're like, we don't, we hope your purpose is we just suspect everyone's there with the, I feel like we give everyone ah. the benefit of the doubt. Like honestly, cause I feel like in general, like the black community, we're so forgiving. We're so loving. We're so, we're naturally so gentle, even though we're created, we're, we're made to seem as beasts. We're so gentle. We're so understanding. Yeah. We just want to be hurt. We just want to be. I, I'd, I'd be lying if I told you I didn't feel that way at one point in time. Oh, okay. okay. Throughout mm-hmm. this whole thing, you know, yeah, that I wasn't angry, that I didn't want to go out and do some shit. I'm sorry, excuse my language, do some shit, you know? No, for Um, sure. So, but with me, I feel like with, I feel like with everybody that showed up to the protest, you have to make a conscious decision. Mm -hmm. You have to really think about what impact you Mm want to make on this world. They already think black people are going to riot. They -hmm. already think we're going to act up. They already think we're there to cause trouble, you know? So we can't be that. Yeah, we give a protest, we give um, like a speech before just saying like, we know you're angry, we know you're upset, and you have every right to be. If you want to loot, you know, go ahead and loot. But remember, at the end of the day, that means that you're putting one of these people who are standing right next to you, fighting with you, it's life in danger. You no longer right. care about everybody else around you. You're only being selfish mm-hmm. to yourself, which is, you know, at the end of the, the people are going to do what they're going to do. But that makes such a big, like, you'd be surprised how the community does their own job. Like we will take care of what we need to take care of. We see someone doing what they're not supposed to be doing. It's just crazy. Like you see all these, these looting videos and everything and everyone's showing like, how come the people that are looting are not the ones peacefully protesting because you know, it's probably not real. And so it's just funny how we're so much more aware. We're like, why, why would we stand there and say something? Why would we fight them when we can record it? We can post it. We can show, we need to show proof. The world wants proof. Let's give them proof. And like, yeah, it's just crazy because my when we had that peaceful protest, at least within the the protest we had, it was beautiful. No violence whatsoever. Yeah, there wasn't any violence whatsoever. Nothing. Like it was just happiness. And even you know we had millions of signs made and everything like that to pass out. And there people were like, oh no, I don't want anything that's but negative towards cops because I'm not here for that. But I do agree <laughs> everybody has you know equal matter. <laughs> da, 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 da. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. So they could take the sign, but you know. But I, I love the fact that you're here for the right reasons because it's mm. true. At the end of the day, yes, you might feel this way about cops. You might feel this way about other walks of life for not caring about black people. But we need to remember what can you do with that negative energy? What what good can you make with that negative energy? Because you, we could be mad for the rest of our lives. And I'm sure Not only that, but some God, people, yes. what can your privilege do for us? Exactly. You know, if you use that to help us. For sure, for sure. I, I appreciated that so much for people that did show up, you know. Mm-hmm. And they used it. They used it. They stood front line with us. They knocked, they blocked cars for us. Like that, mm-hmm. that to me made me think I, I would be, it would be, wrong for me to think people are here for the wrong reason because you know like look at them they're putting their their life at Mm. risk for me and they have no clue who i am they have no clue that we are behind this protest they just know they see black faces in danger and they don't want anything to happen to us right yeah i it's it's so interesting i was um i think we're talking about the same event on june 7th was it the walk to thiele park uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that it, it was awesome. And you know what's so interesting? I'd be curious to know what it how it makes you feel or what it makes you think. But I noticed, I mean, 
there, there was a lot of white people, a lot of brown people, a lot, a lot of people who weren't yes. black. What, yes. what does that make you think? Um, <laughs> first off, that makes me think that we're at supported. least we're supported. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, another thing it makes me think is I did notice there weren't a lot of black people out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm um, quick to which, say that she was waiting for that one. <laughs> Uh, which which was uh, which was a little bothersome to me, and I'm not going to lie to you, mm-hmm. only because um, I feel like if it's us that's in, why you know this is our fight. Why do we have other people fighting our fight for us? Mm-hmm. You know, so I ask myself mm-hmm. these questions all the time, but I always come to the same thing. You know, it. I feel like black people are scared, so scared. They're afraid and they're tired. Tired and they're stuff. tired and they feel like maybe there won't be any change. You exactly. Know? For sure. They're, they don't believe in that because it's been this way for so long. Yeah. You and know, we're going like, on 400 years, yeah, you know, of the same so, shit, just in different ways. <laughs> you said afraid. What what are they afraid of? Uh, Afraid to either be attacked by police officers if they think that there's so many black people things can get crazy because right you see on the news all the time well lately i've been seeing you know white supremacists or people coming to sabotage protests mm-hmm. things like that and blame it on the people that are actually out there protesting being peaceful you know so people that being- i believe a lot of people are afraid of that they're also afraid of People's you know, information like getting out, people's people information getting out, pictures, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, work, stuff like that. Just think yeah. that it should, that shouldn't even be a question. Like, why? Not I'm only that. Peacefully I'm protesting. Sorry. What should that? Not only that, but the area that we were in was not, it, it, luckily it was at the area we were at, you know, it was out in the open, but to go a little bit further, deeper into Ventura, that's a very it's not dangerous a area. Of color. Yeah, it's not a, fr- it's not it's not a people of color, color friendly, friendly area. Yeah. yeah, definitely not. And you that's know, why we Hell's Angels, that's KKK. I've been that's told this since it. I was young. Yeah. I've been told was, this since I was a kid. Yeah. Ventucky, yep. I've been told since I was little, stay your ass in, in Oscar. Don't stay go on Oscar. the boulevard. Don't go on Ventura Boulevard. That's not safe mm-hmm. for you. You can't go over there. Don't go to Avenue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Avenue. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. But, so yeah. I noticed, I noticed uh, when we walked over the bridge there was well first of all june 7th was so big so beautiful <laughs> so so awesome that it i remember i was a part of the group that went we ended up in Thiele park and that was a lot of, i thought that was a whole group it turns out i'm pretty sure there was protesters who showed up a little later that stayed yeah. on the corner yeah they there, stayed yeah. mm-hmm and there were also protesters who were i don't think that they were trying to get on the freeway but they were basically toe-to-toe with the cops that were on that freeway entrance on the bridge yeah, um, yes, yeah. that was part of our group yeah I there think was also another right. group at vpd group. so we had oh, about wow. three four different groups going on that's how big yeah. it was yeah and we were just we were shutting ventura down for the day <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I, I was going to say i noticed um and see and i don't know exactly what to think about this i'd be curious to hear what you think about it but I noticed that when we were crossing that bridge area and there were the cops that were, you know, at the uh, freeway entrance, a lot of people shook those cops' hands. And I saw plenty of black people do it, too. Um, what are your views on that? 
<laughs> being peaceful we wanted to show them i don't know if yeah. you were there at the time but when we were when we were walking by them everyone held up a peace sign to them we wanted mm. to show them that we are here to work with you and we are not here for violence of any sort and they respected just that really trying to switch the narrative because every time you see these peaceful protests why does it always end in oh it's but it's not peaceful oh but the police do this oh but the, but the protesters do this and we just wanted to show that's not what we're here for these are, we have children here. We have grandmothers. We have grandpas. There are people's mothers and fathers here. There is no need for it to get out of hand. And we know a lot of the cops. We've seen them growing up. They've been in our fucking high schools. We, we, we know them. So it's like, we were, I guess we're just being the bigger person. Like we're showing that we're willing to let it go. If you're willing to change like and immediately, mm. but I can't say that for everyone. Because yeah. I, I can't agree. They, said, they say not, not all cops are bad, but if I one believe bad cop all and cops you don't are give up one bad cop, they're all bad cops. I agree. I think all cops are bastards, but that is a personal opinion. But I, I, although I do believe that, I also my first and foremost belief is peace will win the war. At the end of the day, yes. like right. so, mm-hmm. I can I can be mad. I can hate every cop that I see, but I promise you, I will not let that cloud my judgment. Ever, ever. And that's the, I don't know, our reaction is so important right now. They're watching our every move. Like, yeah. It, it reminds me of, I think it's an Audrey Lord quote, something about the master's uh, tools can't destroy the master's house. You, the master's tools being the cop's brutality. If we just mm-hmm. respond in that manner, it can't destroy the system. Mm-hmm. So I can appreciate what you're saying about the peacefulness of the protests. So you're so are you at all afraid of being sort of in some way a face of this movement? One of the the faces in this movement. I I, for instance, am just a you know, practically an anonymous brown guy in the crowd. Yet, you know, you you people who are organizing this thing from the ground up, you're, you know, leaders in a sense, even I know you don't say that you are, but, you know, really you're, you're taking a leadership role. So does that put fear in you at all? It did. Yes. At, at it first did. it did. And we Art. were afraid of hate crimes. We didn't want to get attacked um, because that's what we've been seeing in the media. But as we grew and after the protest, we kind of, you know, welcomed it. We embraced it. And we're like, hey, we're here. But regardless of that and the leadership roles in 50 years, when all this is history, no one's going to remember us. They're going to remember what we did. Yeah, that's and that's right. all that mattered to us. That was from the beginning. That was our main goal is we don't care. We just want to show the community we can come together and we can make a change. We can make a difference. Stop thinking it doesn't start with you because it might not start with you, but it ends with you. So Correct. until everybody stands up, until everybody does their part, we're just stuck. We're going to be trapped in a hole. And like, yeah, we, I was super against <laughs> showing our identities, telling anyone yes, who we were. Sarah I, was. Didn't, Sarah I, was. I just didn't want anyone to think we were in it for the wrong reasons. And I know the people I picked, I know their heart. I, I picked mm. them for a reason. I knew that at the end of the day, this is not about who you, what you could get from it. It's more of what can you get? Mm. And I know everyone who I picked, it was like, I know there's someone who was like, what can I do? They wake up and they're like, how can I make a difference? <laughs> so I was like, you know, I was so against it, but we, um, as a group attended a couple of protests and marches, um, throughout the week before the protest. And after seeing those kids, after seeing all that support, 
Yes, and the kids. Just, the kids is what got me. The Being youth children was put beautiful. themselves yeah. in the front and they don't even know what they're fucking fighting. <laughs> and the fact that they go, they're so hard headed and like full of love. They're willing to go head on. Like I was like, how do I look hiding behind the shadows? Like they these kids are putting their life at risk for me. They don't know me and they really could care less for me. But right. they do know that how I am being treated because of the color of my skin is not right. And mm-hmm. so I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I felt like it was not, I wasn't good enough if I didn't, if I didn't put myself, if I didn't show the community, if we didn't show the community that we are willing to fight for you, if you fight for us, like we are willing to be there a hundred percent front of the lines, but we need you and we need your support. And I feel like, how can they support us if they don't know who we are? If they don't know where right. we come from, they don't know where we live. And so, like, after seeing that, like, I'm not fucking scared to go to the grocery store. After seeing all those people there, like, I'm going to go to Vaughn. Someone's going to say something crazy. The whole store is going to turn around, like, and they're going right. to say something. They're not just going to watch. They're going to say something. Not mm-hmm. because they mm-hmm. remember me from the protest, but they remember the protest. And they remember the reason why the protest happened and that we don't want to be there anymore. We don't want that. And so, I don't know, hopefully it shut the fuck up out of the racist. And I just think... <laughs> It was it was amazing. It was a beautiful change, and I'm happy. Thanks to my girls, they woke me up. They said, "Sarah, you know, we got to do this. We got to give the people someone to know, like that we're there, someone to reach out to, someone to you know feel safe around." And like, I, I was like, "You guys, let's do it. Let's tell them yep. who we are." <laughs> <laughs> and that's a point I want to touch on. Um, like all these white people coming out to support us. Like, thank you, Karen. Thank you, Brian, for coming out. But what we really need is fair representation. So the system is run by white people and we need you to use your resources to make change higher up in places where we can't, we can't even touch it. Exactly. We can't even think about touching it. So thank you, Karen, for coming out. But I need you to let your (laughs) uncle know to make some changes, you know? Because it's your uncle's restaurant that's not accepting our people in there. Or it's your brother's team of police officers who are watching shit happen whether they agree mm-hmm. or not they're allowing it to happen they're not speaking up mm. and like when i say we came into this knowing we have a big fight ahead of us it, this was yeah. you know like oh like we're gonna make this change and you guys the world's gonna change overnight and everyone's gonna be on our side we went in thinking the absolute worst we were ready for the worst we've been prepared for the worst since the day we started just because people have been fighting this fight. Our, our people have been fighting this fight for over 400 years, like Diamond said. So what makes us any different? So we've been, we're, we're ready. <laughs> we're ready yeah. to keep this going. Yeah. Know? What's the necessity and significance of actually hitting the streets and marching? I feel like that makes baby know that. Look at everybody else. Like, I think everybody has something to say. <laughs> Diamond, we want to be ahead. heard. We want to be seen. Yep. These are our streets. That's why we take this. We got to let them know this, this is, is our community, community right here. Exactly. We want you it's to diverse. see us standing here. This is, this is us. These are our homes. You can, you, if it's over the internet, we can say we're from wherever. You can say you're from wherever, whatever. But you see us here face to face, grounding these floors like it was the skin on our back. Like we were not, we're not leaving. You're not going to deliver right. us from our home. Right. And so, so I was, streets, yeah. I would say, Let's just use like hypothetically, like let's say the KKK is walking in the streets and they're 2000 people deep. Wouldn't you feel some type of way, like scared in a sense? And not saying that they're applying any pressure to us or anything like that, but just a group that you don't necessarily agree with. They're out in the streets and you are outnumbered. 
not even the police can form a group that big in this city, you know? So it just, it's like a level of we are here, we are not going anywhere and we want to be heard type of thing. And it makes the KKK or any type of racist uncomfortable. Yes, that's that was the plan. And, you know, shake them up, get, get them off their couch. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. I think there was also significance in the area that we chose to have that march protest. Of you know, course, yeah. that that area was a place that we we uh, we normally would not feel safe as in it, nope. as one person walking down at that all. street right there at all, all ever. Mm-mm. You know, so we chose the that courthouse, place. The courthouse is not even a good place for people of color. We don't even like going over there. We don't even go over there unless mm. you have a traffic ticket or you have to. <laughs> we yeah, do that's not said in that part of one county. We there's no need. Like so, yeah. And we brought a lot of people out who probably haven't been there so long. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, I really felt that too, you know, because I, I'm, I'm a Mexican guy. I don't have the same battle that, that black people have. And I won't pretend I do. Um, but I still felt sort of scared going to some of these protests. You know, I, I didn't know what was going to happen. And then as soon as cops roll up on the, around the corner, you know, there's a little fear Everyone that I felt. Scared. I saw that. Yeah. Right. But but what's so amazing is that when there are a thousand of you mm-hmm. out there, the fear really diminishes a lot. I felt um, like, whoa, well, what are they going to do to me? Yep. There's definitely strength in numbers. I mean, always says that, and it's true. After seeing that, I was like, if you were a group of, you know, anti-protesters, you were, you know, racist, there's no way you would have brought a crowd of 1,600 people on top of our crowd. There's no way. Right, right. There's no way. You would have been outnumbered. So, yeah, that's powerful. And I feel like that's the that feeling is what we want everyone to feel forever. We don't want them to feel powerful just Sunday. We want them to feel powerful every time they step up their house. Every time they walk up their house, they know their life matters. And we are going to fight. Like everyone, everyone who walks to the house with you, we're all going to fight with you just the same way. Because people of color, black people especially, we take a risk every time we leave our fucking front door. Every day, every time we leave to go get a bag of Skittles, to go, you know, go to work, we go on a job. Our life is literally at risk. There's a chance we may not come home. And we, we wake up with that thought in our head. There's a chance I might not come home. Maybe I might come home, but my brother might not come home. Too. And I don't want us to feel like that no more. I don't want to live in that. I don't want to live in fear. I want to live like, I don't know, fear can only do so much. I feel like we, can, we should use that fear to wake everyone up. And then we got to turn it into power because we're at this point, like, being scared is not going to get, it's not going to get us further. Anyway. And I'll be honest with you, us being women it's and, hard. and it's hard. It's hard. It's, it's so not hard. only that, but we're black women. We're the mm-hmm. bottom, we're the lowest of the bottom low. Tier. Bottom mm-hmm. tier. Right. You know what I mean? Like, no, actuals. honestly, right. That's how, we don't, we that, get no respect. We don't get no respect. As if so that's another reason why we also stayed anonymous because we thought, you know, if people found out we're females running this organization, are are people going to show up? Are they going to take it seriously? Are they going to take it serious? Yeah. You know, like if had it been males, you know, more, a more a dominant gender, mm-hmm. you know, like had they known it, had they thought it was maybe males running it, I feel like it would have been a different turnout. That's why we kept, sure. that's why we kept mm-hmm. it anonymous. And why we didn't like expose who we were. 
I had this, uh, I don't know how to describe it exactly, but I was sort of um, enthused. Uh, just as an individual, I was enthused by the fact that it was run by women, black women. Yeah, I thought I thought it was badass. I really felt proud. And when I when my wife and I and, and my sister-in-law and her boyfriend, we rolled up and, it, you know, we were, I think, what, 15, 20 minutes after 12 when it started, I think. And it was already blasting, yes, like yeah. popping off already just 15 minutes after. And yeah. the first thing I saw, well, of course, the first thing I saw was the crowd of people, but we navigated, we kind of wanted to get closer to where like the, the epicenter, if you will. And so as, as, as I'm, we're walking closer, I noticed this figure, uh, this, I, I, and I'm not sure if it was one of you or just somebody in your group with a, a megaphone walking up and down the street, mm-hmm. just that saying was stuff. That was sorry. Yeah. That was, either, oh that could have been, God. yeah. It, it was so powerful. It, it, it was amazing. I, I was just electrified just being in the presence of somebody so passionate and brave on on the front line of this of this thing. Yeah. So Tara, that's the girl who you've seen. Um, she's one of our friends. She did help us organize the event. Um, she herself has experienced um, firsthand the police brutality with her and her older brother. So she she has that anger inside of her. You know, me, I've never encountered it like, you know, firsthand, but I know what my people have been through. But Tara, she's specifically experienced it firsthand. So that rage inside of her came from a place like deep inside of her heart. And that day, we, me and my friends, we stood back and we were like, wow, this is beautiful. This little girl with this big voice. Like it was amazing to see. It was very beautiful. Yeah, it was. It, it really was because I, I didn't get to see her at first. All I knew was that there was this like tornado of energy somewhere. And you just I just like we went by by sound and finally had seen where it was coming from. And it, it was a uh, it was amazing. I mean, it reminded me like of a young Angela Davis or or something. Um, yeah, it, it was really, really awesome to be there. Um, and, and I thought it was such a good um, protest. It was organized so well. Um, I was curious, though, about the uh, I don't know what to call them other than like a brown political dance group that was at Thiele Park. How did that come about that that addition to the uh, the day? That was a that was some things that we organized, you know, events that we organized to go on throughout the protest. So it wasn't just about a march and a protest. It was mm. that. And then we also had activities and things that we wanted to do, like positive things instead of something, you know, like just normal, you know, like, I mean, protests are nice and stuff, you know, to go to and listen to people talk, but we wanted to see some different cultures. We want to see black and brown people doing things. You know what I mean? Like, there was just things that we positively, I'm sorry, things that we positively wanted to influence on the community, mm. you know, and that means bringing out people who, who have local food businesses, you know, like we brought ven- food vendors, we got dancers, we got singers, you know, things like that. So people can see that we're just not, we're not just, you know, we're not just black people. I mean, we, we have things that we do, you know, so I just thought that that was entertaining, like for people to see, you know, other than other than just a march and, and some speakers, you know, like right, I thought it would right. have been something, something positive and something right. fun. I know, I know the Aztec group did reach out to Sarah initially and they they wanted to offer their blessing. So basically by dancing, that was a prayer for all of us. Um, 
Mm. And it was kind of cool. I wish Sarah was here to talk about it more because she's the one who really got in contact with that specific group. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, th- I thought that that was really great, actually. And it, and it was so th- the timing was really great because, you know, we had just marched and had rallied beforehand and then get a moment of rest at the park, sit down, unwind a little bit and got to see that. And actually, I, I wanted to call it a performance, but the, I, they made a point to say that, you know, we're not just a performance group. We we're, we're political as well. So it was this sense of um, unity that I felt just being there. I, so what are your uh, views? Obviously, a movement like this is very complex. We have to have uh, principles behind it and have events like protests and rallies. Um, but what's interesting about our modern age is that we're all on Instagram and on social media. And right now I assume it's the same for you. My social media is just all it is, is um, movement related stuff. Everybody's posting about that. Um, What, what are your thoughts on the, on the digital aspect of this movement? Um, I feel like to be honest, social media doesn't help the situation but it definitely sheds light i guess you know what i mean like because back in the days when shit was going down in like the 19 like what was it like martin luther king age and like you know malcolm x and when they were when they were fighting for for freedom you know what i mean um there wasn't really there wasn't social media at all to to shed light on these kind of things so with social media now, I feel like it sheds a lot of light. A lot of people can see what really is going on. Um, but as far as like helping the movement, I don't feel like reposting pictures and reposting hashtags and shit mm. like that is going to make any changes. It's just not. You got you have to physically do the work. At least what, what seems to be a positive aspect of the digital uh, f- aspect of the movement is that um, I don't know how much it actually changes anything, but that a lot of information is going around now. So people are learning about what microaggressions are and and how we just make so many assumptions and things not to say, things to say, um, things to do. And I wonder if it helps people who normally just wouldn't know what to do otherwise. Right, right. No, right. It, it does. It does. Right. I think social media plays, I mean, in my personal opinion, it plays a big role on this because Let's say, Diamond, you said that, you know, you have to put in physical work, but let's say we didn't have social media at all. You know, how many people would be actually hearing this stuff word of mouth? If people are barely reposting and hashtagging, how quickly do you think it will spread through just word of mouth? So I think social media plays a big aspect in this. And especially now during the pandemic that we have where people are at home and all they are doing is flipping through their social media, scrolling, swiping, reposting, hashtagging, you know. It, it kind of, we use it to our benefit, I think I would say. We got our Instagram not even two weeks ago, and we're already almost at 3,000 followers. You know, this is, isn't something we planned, you know? It just kind of, it spread from one person to the other by people sharing it and sharing it. And I think we had our big, you know, turnout for the protest because of social media. Absolutely. There's a lot of misinformation, yes, but there's a lot of good things, you know, that go with social media as well, too. That's true. Well, so Diamond, you were sort of alluding to uh, like negative aspects. What, what, so clearly to me, there are some positive aspects to the social media um, aspect of the movement. What are some negative um, aspects? 
um, things can get misconstrued. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, you know, uh, managing that Instagram page, we got a lot of, a lot of that mis, you know, misunderstanding with people like thinking that we were getting together to have a riot or start a riot. You know what yeah. I mean? And we had to explain to them like, no, this, we're strictly enforcing that this is a peaceful protest, you know, but we, there's always people that are going to come and troll, you know, and go and say things that aren't true. And, you know, when people see things like that, then that's how things get around. And that's how rumors spread or that's how that's how negativity spreads, you know. Mm -hmm. So so social media can be also a negative thing as far as like spreading negativity. Instead of what what positive influence we were trying to accomplish. Yeah, I I find it very complex. Like I, for instance, I, there are some people that I follow, uh, for lack of better words, I'll call everybody a friend on my Instagram. So I'll just put it that way. <laughs> um, but there are a lot of, so some people are posting constantly every five minutes. And, I'm, and by the way, I'm not saying some, it's negative or positive. I'm just stating what I'm seeing. Some people are very active and just post after post after post, like stories mostly where they link, like link you to like, a petition or um, another page or another uh, store or another post of uh, just information. Basically some people I've noticed aren't posting at all. It's they're just silent on everything. Apparently some people are in the middle where they don't, they post only a certain shade of this stuff. So maybe it's not political. Maybe it's more um, of a criticism um, and just, uh, it's a whole spectrum of how people are behaving online in terms of this movement. Um, what have you noticed? Have, are you, uh, I guess I should just, I should say a suspicious maybe of the people who aren't saying anything at all about this? Yes, yes. yes. And I think for celebrities, they're on a bigger platform. So it's really obvious, especially when the celebrities don't post, you know, you have this big platform and you're not using it, especially right. for the black, you know, celebrities who are out there and you haven't posted one single thing. It's like, come on, you got to use this platform for something good. You're not speaking on issues. You know, and then that goes with the social media thing. I don't know what they're doing in real life. They might be on the ground doing groundwork. I don't know. But let your followers know you're doing something active in the community, you know, to put this movement, you know, forward. But you're not posting is silence to me and it's silence to your followers. We don't know what you're doing. Are you doing anything? Are you sitting on your couch? You know, are you playing video games all day? What are you doing? You know, let us know that you're active in this. So. That goes for everybody, but especially the celebrities, you're on a bigger platform, you're held to a higher standard, and you have this platform that you can use, and you're choosing not to. Right. Yeah. If you're an influencer, influence the world up with something positive, you know what I mean? You're an influencer, that means you should speak up on certain things. And there's a lot of influencers out there who didn't say, you know, didn't speak on this matter. We won't say any names. Yeah. But, you know, there are people out there. Yeah. And like you said, we talked about this and like you said, someone posted something completely irrelevant, something like promoting herself and it's kind of like tone deaf. It is sort of confusing to me when people are posting that they're at the beach or eating a (laughs) a sandwich or or something just so unimportant. It's just confusing to me. It is confusing. And I then I do somebody, see a comment on here. Yeah, oh, go ahead, Diamond. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was about to say, it's not that we need a celebrity to post their opinion. It's more so like, it's like if you're in a room and something happens and there's only you and another person and, and you choose to say something and they don't, 
You know, it's just kind of like an awkward look. Like, are you going to say something or are you not going to like, you know, it just Mm -hmm. it it raises eyebrows. You know what I mean? Like, it makes you feel like, okay, well, if you're silent on this, then you must feel some type of way about it. That's true. And I also think that like maybe we don't need the celebrity to post. It's not about needing them to do anything. It's about what are you doing? You know, in a social media, you know, based world. It's not enough to just be silent. We don't need you to post it, but it would be helpful. It sure would be helpful so that we can raise awareness. It's not about needing them. It's about raising awareness. They have a reach of 5 billion followers. You know, you need to be using that platform to, you know, spread the word across the world. Not only just United States, these people have reach across the world. And some people need to see a higher figure speak, you know, and really get influenced. That's why they are influencers. People can think for themselves, but if they see someone else doing something, it'll encourage them to do more. Yeah. I see a crazy motherfucker um, has some opinions, (laughs) which that I'm curious about. Um, He says, or he or she, I don't know who it is. Why do people need a celebrity to post their opinion and people think for themselves? Why can't people think for themselves? Um, What do you, what do you think? They can, they're entitled to, but at the same time as well, you know the difference between right and wrong. I feel like that says a lot about your character. That says a lot about who you are. You know, we're in a world where a lot of different people exist. Are you going to act like everybody doesn't exist? Let's just use this example here. Why do these big companies pay celebrities to promote their brand? And I'll just leave it at there. You can think about that crazy motherfucker. Because that speaks volumes. People pay celebrities to post on their pages for a simple reason. Because they have reach. They have influence. Exactly. It, it is interesting, too, though, to, to see some of these uh, black celebrities coming out. And uh, how can I say this? They're, they're not necessarily agreeing with the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah, a lot. Of, I, I notice a lot of them. It's because they have like um, deals with organizations or companies. Um, and they don't want to either ruin their deals with them uh, acting on these protests and marches that are going on because it's confrontational. So if a black celebrity comes out and says something against the movement, um, what does that mean, basically? I mean, do we just simply don't have to hear what they're saying, right? I mean, are they are their opinions irrelevant? Should we hear them out? No, their opinions are definitely relevant. And that's what we need to bring change. We need opinions from every side of the spectrum. Um, It can't just be one person says, and that's what it is. Because, you know, we'll we'll always be, you know, just in one one area of the corner, I want to say. We need different opinions. We need everyone to speak on different types of things. And that's how we create change. We take all those opinions, put them together, and we make something new out of it. We can't be complacent to just one specific, you know, viewpoint. And I'm seeing another comment from uh, from crazy motherfucker. I he's he says I'm 50 and of the generation that we thought for ourselves and didn't follow others. We put our head down and did it ourselves. See, I, I really wish he would call in because I think there's so much more to that mentality um, that I would just love to hear. Um, expanded well, on he said he said everything in the first line i'm 50 and of the generation we're in a different generation now different decade so in so just give me a fine you can answer any way you like 
Who are you? We're people who are going to change the world. Uh-huh.